What's up, aliens? It's Big Al. Welcome to another Dumb Sports Empire. And oh my god, what an incredible, incredible first week of NFL football. Capped off by an absolutely dog shit game going on right now. I started podcasting early, start of the fourth quarter, because the Bucks are absolutely pile driving the Cowboys right now. Not pile driving, but the Cowboys are god awful right now. It's so embarrassing to be a Cowboys fan. Shout out to my wife. Um, let's get into it. We got so much football. This is all football weekend recap. I got college football. I'll probably do college football second. Do NFL football now because it's fresh on the mind. Let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game, first of all, being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan is a constant, constant heart attack. They don't blow teams out. They don't put teams away. They don't ice games. They don't. They let teams back into games constantly. And it's so shitty. It's so shitty to be a Steelers fan. And even though, even when they win, it's like you went through three heart attacks, quadruple bypass surgery. It's bullshit. But we love it. We're addicted to it. The Steelers beat the AFC champion Bengals week one of the season in Cincinnati. Lot to talk about. A lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. The Steelers' defense in the first half, un-fucking-believable. The Steelers' defense was insane in the first half. First drive of the game, Minka Fitzpatrick, pick six. You got um, Joe Burrow got sacked seven times in the game. Four interceptions for Joey Cool, Joe Shiesty, all the other cool nicknames he got. That dude sucked ass today. Joe Burrow sucked against the Steelers today which is weird because he dominated us twice last year like they went off against the Steelers twice last year Joe Burrow sucked today and you know why you know why Joe Burrow sucked today you know what I've been saying on this podcast for two years the Cincinnati Bengals cannot stop neglecting their offensive line the biggest question mark they had in the offseason last year the year before Joe Burrow gets his ACL torn because the Bengals don't have an offensive line for the number one overall pick. Tears his ACL, he's out for the year. Last year, having a great year. Things are going well. Sacked nine times in the playoffs. They don't add any offensive linemen. They draft Jamar Chase, which, I mean, was a good thing drafting Jamar Chase. Obviously, rookie of the year, awesome receiver, top five receiver, but neglected the offensive line. Burrow gets sacked nine times against the Tennessee Titans, gets roughed up in the Super Bowl, gets beaten up. Okay, another offseason. Let's see what we can do for Joe Burrow. They had Lyle Collins to the right tackle spot. That was not good enough. I think they added Alex Kappa to the right guard spot. That was definitely not good enough. You know what sucks is they haven't even paid Joe Burrow yet. They don't even pay this guy until next offseason or the offseason after that. He's eligible for an extension. So when they give him an extension, who the fuck is supposed to block for this guy? (laughs) It's absurd where the Cincinnati offensive line has just been neglected for so long. The answers are not there. Steelers, seven sacks today. Steelers do what Steelers do. The Steelers is the Steelers. Four interceptions. That was surprising. I think he had three interceptions in the first half. And then he lost a fumble. So five turnovers for Joey Cool, Joe Cool, Joe, Joey Sly, Joey Shiesty. All this bullshit to lose to the Steelers in overtime week one. With Mitch Trubisky as the starting quarterback. Cincinnati should be ashamed of themselves. Go eat a bunch of Skyline Chili. Bastards. 
Steelers defense. I'm just I'm going over my tweets right now. It's insane because I tweet. I pretty much just take notes on Twitter. I I tweet my feelings at the moment, so I just go over. I go over what's uh, what's going on in the game, and I can pretty tell tell pretty accurately by how the Steelers are playing by just my tweets. And it's T.J. Watt didn't have a lot of tackles, had an insane insane interception where he jumped up to bat the ball at the line and somehow came down with it. Cam Hayward had an interception. Um, Alex Highsmith had three tackles. T.J. Watt's counterpart on the opposite side. Cam Hayward had a sack. Minka Fitzpatrick picked six. Cam Sutton had an awesome interception where he baited Joe Burrow to throw the ball and then jumped in front of the receiver. Um, turnover after turnover. Dominant first half. And the Steelers still managed to, to blow the game towards the end. Now let's get to the ending. That's even crazier than, than the Steelers dominating the first half, 17-3. to So our offense is doing nothing. Our offense has 17 points off of turnovers in, in the first half, which is abysmal considering if we had any kind of an offense, that game would have been like 28-3, to maybe worse, right? So Joe Burrow comes back. Joe Cool comes back. They tie, or they tie the game up with two seconds left on the clock. And the Bengals can kick an extra point. This is where the fuckery begins. The Bengals can kick an extra point to win the game. Minka Fitzpatrick blocks the extra point. Absolutely bonkers. Extra points are they're not as automatic as they used to be, but blocking an extra point on Evan McPherson, of all people, the, the great kicker Evan McPherson, and it's because the long snapper for Cincinnati got hurt, so the, the snap came in kind of slow, gave Fitzpatrick a little bit more time to get back there. Blocks the extra point. We're going to overtime. Shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Bananas. We go to overtime. And the Steelers offense, of course, does nothing. Because that's what they do. And then the Bengals drive down to close it with another field goal. And they end up high snap because their tight end or their receiver or something was the long snapper. High snap, puts it down, laces were facing the kicker. Evan McPherson shanks a, it was like a 29-yard field goal, which is wild. Do the laces really matter that much on a 29-yard field goal? Kickers would argue that it does, but I feel like a 29-yard field goal with laces facing you should still be hittable, right? If you're looking longer, you need a smooth face for accuracy. But we're not a 29-yard field goal. That's not too far. Steelers get the ball back. So Mitch Trubisky actually... Drives the team down the field. Deontay Johnson had one of the sickest sideline catches I've ever seen. Toe tap. Looking like, I'm not saying he's Antonio Brown on the Steelers, but Deontay Johnson has great, has better hands. He's got great toe tap ability, big play ability. He looked great. Um, big catch down the sideline. Probably going to be on Center. hopefully. I'm going to watch Sports Center just to see. Then you got Chris Boswell lining up for a 55-yard field goal. Boots it doinks the hell out of the loudest doink i've ever heard doinks the hell out of 55 yard field goal i'm like oh shit the game's over they get the ball back on the 50 they only need like 15 yards 10 15 yards to get in range of mcpherson so steelers defense steps up again shuts joe burrow down mitch gets the ball back with i believe 52 seconds left has an insane beth ben roethlisberger young ben roethlisberger-esque kind of play ends up hitting Fryermuth to get to the 50 
A couple more short passes to get in field goal range. Boswell nails a 53-yarder. The Steelers won an incredible, incredibly entertaining game. Not an incredible game by either side. Sloppy by Steelers offense, sloppy by the Bengals offense. Incredible by the Steelers defense. And TJ Watt got hurt right at the end of regulation. Najee Harris got hurt, but they say he's going to be fine. TJ Watt gets hurt. Absolute heartbreaker. I would trade a loss for TJ Watt to be healthy right now because that sucks. And he walks off and says, I tore it. I tore it. And then he's like holding his pec. So initial reports are that he tore his pec. That hurts. That really hurts. But we got a win against the AFC champion. I did nine minutes on the Steelers. Very biased, but that's the game I watched like front to front to back today. Let's get into other games. I picked the Bengals and the Steelers won, so I mean I'll take that. I'll take a loss there. Um, Saints Falcons. I picked the Saints. The Saints won. The biggest surprise about this game was that Michael Thomas was back. I didn't think Michael Thomas. A, gave a shit about playing football anymore after the past couple years in New Orleans. But he had two touchdowns, and he's sitting on my bench in fantasy, which is dog shit. I hate that. But Michael Thomas coming back. Atlanta fought. I thought this game was going to be a blowout because the Saints defense is much better. They actually fought Marcus Mariota looking better than I expected. But you know what? Good for the Saints. The Saints had to kick a last-minute field goal to win. Interesting. Then you got... Eagles-Lions, I picked the Eagles to win. Good stuff there. Got closer than it looked, but it looks like the Eagles were just coasting in the second half. A lot of big hype surrounding the Eagles this year. They open up the season on the road with a win at the Lions. The Lions also had a lot of hype, the Hard Knocks hype. Um, good for them. Picking up a big win on the road. Patriots-Dolphins, I picked the Dolphins. They. It looks like they dominated the Patriots. I mean, I think Mac Jones got hurt, but... Mike McDaniel, opener, big win, good for the Dolphins. I hope the Dolphins are exciting. I know the Steelers have to play the Dolphins in a few weeks, so I don't want them to be too good, but good for the Dolphins. Shout out to my buddy Daniel, big Dolphins fan. His brother's his brother Pete's a um, Patriots fan, so bragging rights for the little brother this week. Ravens at Jets, pick the Ravens. This was game one of Lamar Jackson betting on himself. He turned down a contract extension. Did I write the details down? Of course, I think I tweeted it somewhere. But Lamar Jackson turned down $260 million over six years with 130 guaranteed. And I think it's because he was pushing to get it all guaranteed. So he pushing to get it guaranteed. Don't think it's going to happen. They guaranteed Deshaun Watson that Cleveland did. But I don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to do it. The biggest question mark is that Lamar Jackson is his own agent. So he's going to these negotiations and just saying, yeah, give me the world. And they're like, "Uh, go fuck yourself. So they're pushing back. Didn't get a deal done. Possibly looking at the offseason for the deal there. Ravens went over the Jets. Get that one right. Commanders, Jaguars. Commanders win. I picked them. Good stuff there. Don't know anything about this game. Browns, Panthers. Baker Mayfield revenge game. Carolina. Browns go in, handle business. Looks like they ran the ball well. Chubb and Hunt. I think Hunt had two touchdowns. Chubb had 110 rushing. Good stuff from the Browns. Winning with Jacoby Brissett. I picked them to win. They do win. Baker Mayfield does not get revenge against his former backup. 
Was he the backup? I don't think he was the backup. Never mind. I think Jacoby Brissett's new this year. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Colts, Texans. This was the biggest question mark of the week. The Colts, man, they've lost like nine straight openers, which is insane because they're a good team. Matt Ryan, I thought, was going to be a good impact on that team. Damn, they freaking tied. These week one ties, the Steelers tied the Browns a couple of years ago. Um, dumb, dumb stuff there. But what can you do? I mean, who gives a shit about this game? Colts and, Colts and Texans. The Texans were dominating this game, too. It was 20-3 to for a little bit. And then the Colts score 17 in the fourth. Tie. I mean, it's, it's horrendous. The Steelers almost tied, so I can't really, like, say anything. But ties like kissing your sister, right? 49ers, Bears. This was, like, the wettest game I've ever seen. Insanely wet game. Trey Lance looked like dog shit. I picked the 49ers. This was my first loss of the day. I picked the 49ers, and the Bears won. Good for the Bears. Scrappy group of lads. Hopefully the Bears have success. But the 49ers, man. I picked the I picked the Cardinals to win the West this year in my last podcast as one of my what's it called? Bold predictions. And if the 49ers are gonna keep playing like that, and the Rams are gonna keep playing how they played against the Bills, the Seahawks don't have a quarterback, Kyler Murray's gonna run away with this division. It'll be no problem at all. Then we got another big Upset for the day, the Giants and the Titans. I picked the Titans to win. The Giants are always a big question mark. They've sucked the past few years. Brian Dayball gets his first win against the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, who were... Were they the first seed last year? I want to say they were the first seed last year, or the year before. Whichever. The Titans are a solid team. Giants handle business. Saquon Barkley had two touchdowns. He had like 31 fantasy points for me, so... Fantastic return, Saquon Barkley. I think he's in a contract year, so that'd be sweet. Another game I watched, Packers-Vikings. Everybody, everybody, and I mean all journalists, everyone, is saying the Packers are done. They've all got the Vikings winning this division. I still believed in Aaron Rodgers. I thought he was going to handle business no matter what. And then first couple drives of the game, I see on Twitter that he threw up a bomb to a rookie receiver. I think it was Watson. Throws up a bomb right in his hands. He dropped the ball. Aaron Rodgers pissed. He's got to be pissed playing with these rookies. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, there's not enough ayahuasca in the world for him to just be okay with losing games like this to the Vikings. Justin Jefferson went off. Justin Jefferson was killing it. He had a couple long plays. Great stuff on the Vikings. I mean, if they keep doing this, then they're runaways for the NFC North. The Lions aren't going to do shit. The Bears, I mean, they might make a little bit of noise, but... It's the Packers and the Vikings, and the Vikings take game one. Chiefs-Cardinals. A couple people are high on the Cardinals on this game. Hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes, no matter who he's throwing to. Um, and he proved that first first play of the game, he opens up with a touchdown to, or um, first drive of the game, he opens up to Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's the, all the consistency you need. 44-21, Chiefs dominate. I picked the Chiefs. They won. Oh, I forgot to say it. I picked the Packers and they lost. And then Raiders Chargers final afternoon game. We've got I picked the Chargers. They won. Good stuff. It looks like it's weird to say, but it looks like Derek Carr and Devontae Adams connection from college just didn't get I mean it didn't go anywhere. It's like 
riding a bike. They they remembered that whole time. They looked awesome. I think Adams went for 141. A couple uh, touchdowns at least. I don't, might, maybe two touchdowns? I'm not sure. But if the Raiders, the Chargers are a good team. So I wouldn't say losing to the Chargers in LA week one is bad. But the Raiders could be a solid team. Chandler Jones looks solid. Max Crosby looks good. Look out for the Raiders. They're gonna they're gonna win eight plus games this year. They may not make the playoffs, but I think they're gonna be solid. Chargers win. Good stuff there. And then we got the Sunday night game. Currently going on. There's five minutes left in the fourth. Tampa Bay 19. I picked Tampa Bay, so I hope they hold on to win. Dak has not looked on at all tonight. There has to be something going on with Dak. He's looked like dog shit. They scored three points on the first drive of the game. They haven't come close anywhere since. Dak looks terrible. Oh, they just pulled him for... <laughs> was that Cooper Rush? Dak just got pulled for Cooper Rush. I wonder if he got benched or if he was injured. I don't have the sound on because I'm podcasting, but... Oh, he took a hit to his throwing hand. Just came up on my phone. I don't know. Cowboys look like shit. A guy in a cowboy hat is massaging Dak's hand right now. Ooh. So he threw it, and the defender, Shaq Barrett, had his hand up to block the ball, and it looks like he hit his thumb. Probably jammed his finger or something like that. That shit sucks. It's a basketball injury. Cooper Rush. Nope, looks like shit. All right, Cowboys are going to lose this game. Um, Good. I picked the Buccaneers. So Big Al is tied for first place to Loyal Allian. Shout out Adam Crandall. We are both at 10 wins right now. We both have Denver tomorrow, so it's going to come down to points. There's also this other guy who's got Tampa Bay and Denver with 10 points. So how this works is if there's a tie, you have to guess an amount of points. So I have 48 points. So anything under 48, I win the week. I get my money back week one. Good stuff there. Adam Adam had, unfortunately, 49. So he has one above me. But then the guy that's also tied with us has 51. So... Adam has a very small window at 49 points. Hopefully it's under 48, then I win. That's all I care about. Denver needs to win. Oh, no, I don't think... I think it's over. Yeah, it doesn't matter if Denver wins or loses. The only thing that matters right now is points. So, great stuff there. That's the NFL, week one. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about the Steelers. I know I kind of started and stopped now. The... Steelers need to trade for an outside linebacker now. If it's really TJ Watt tearing his peck and losing him for the season, they need to go out and make a trade. So the last thing I can the last time I can remember something like this happening, a few years ago, Ben Roethlisberger tears his elbow um, ligament in his throwing motion out for the year. The Steelers didn't just back down and accept that the didn't accept that the season was over right losing tj watt absolutely sucks he cannot be replaced but i think they go out and grab someone that's gonna help us not miss a beat on defense because that's still a great defense and we still are in a good championship window where if we can keep our shit together i don't know if mitch risky's got to win a super bowl but like we're in a championship window with this defense the offense has to get better the offense i think will get better but this championship window, we need to lock someone down. We need to lock a pass rusher down in order to maintain the defensive dominance we had today. Because TJ Watt, I mean, he's not he doesn't make up a whole defense, but having to account for TJ Watt 
is the reason why Alex Highsmith got three sacks today. And Alex Highsmith is a great rusher, and he was a great third-round pick for us a couple years ago. But I think most of his success comes from TJ being on the other side. So now you've got, I think, uh, Malik Malik Lee, I think is his name. Uh, outside linebacker from Denver. We picked him up right before the season started. The Steelers, when Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, did not just fold the season. They went and traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. And that has been one of the best trades in franchise history, bringing in Minka Fitzpatrick. They need to do the same thing right now. They need to, need to, need to give up their first-round pick for next year. And I know what that means, and I love having draft picks, and the Steelers hate giving up draft picks, but you give up first for Minka Fitzpatrick, you won that trade. Minka, Minka's great, right? Make the trade now. Give up the first-round pick for next year. We have our franchise quarterback. Kenny Pickett's sitting on the bench right now, but we have the franchise quarterback. We're not looking for a quarterback next year. All right, there's some things we need, but I think right now giving up a first-round pick for – a rusher for the rest of the season is absolutely necessary. And here's my wish list. I put a wish list together. And it sounds stupid, but um, my first on my wish list, Khalil Mack. <laughs> I know that's a it's that's why it's a wish list. That's why it's not a reality list. But Khalil Mack, give up a first for Khalil Mack. I know he's happy and he just moved to LA. So that's that's the highest possible wish list, and it's not really going to happen. But imagine if it did. Number two on my wish list, J.J. Watt. I don't know if he's worth a first-round pick right now, but I could see him. It would be almost poetic coming in to fill in for his brother. His brother comes back. They make a playoff run. They go to the Super Bowl. J.J. retires at the end of the season. Don't know if he's worth a first-round pick, but I'd love to see J.J. Watt come in and fill in for T.J. And then T.J. comes back from his torn pack, and we get triple Watt penetration. That'd be fantastic. The number one possibility I believe could happen is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, not the quarterback, the defensive or the outside linebacker from Jacksonville. What the Steelers did with Minka Fitzpatrick, the, the Dolphins were like selling the farm. They were trading everyone away. They were looking for picks. They were looking to rebuild for the future. Jacksonville is kind of in that spot where they're not going to be good right now. They're going to need a year or two. So why not load up on picks? Josh Allen's coming to the end of his rookie contract. Ship him to the Steelers for a first-round pick next year. If you think the Steelers are going to be bad, that could be a, a top-10 pick, top-15 pick, right? Ship him off to the Steelers. Give us Josh Allen. Another one I kind of thought about was Clay Matthews. I know he hasn't played in a couple years, but if Clay Matthews brought in a veteran presence and we could throw him on a like, third down, say like Highsmith and, Highsmith and Lee on, on first and second down, and then get Matthews out there with his his savvy and his, um, what's it called, some moves. I mean something. Get a get a great pass rusher out there. Clay Matthews. He's not retired. He's just a free agent. Hopefully, he comes back. That's my wish list for the Steelers. Hopefully, they listen. I know they're listening to this podcast. So, um, Steelers, you know what we're looking for, man. You got this. All right, let's uh let's do a little football. College football recap. Great week in college football. They came out with the rankings today. We had... Um, do we have any upsets this week? We had a couple upsets this week. Why is it on NFL still? World's shittiest podcast. I'm trying to pull up NCAA football right now. It's just doing it on the top. Okay, so we're going from the top. 
I watched a lot of the Alabama Texas game. Texas held in held on in that game for way too long. Now I am not a proponent a, a fan of Alabama winning all the time. I like when they lose. But I just wanted it to not be to Texas. Texas fans are already unbearable. Imagine if they beat Alabama. They would be the absolute worst. So Alabama escapes. I don't think they're ranked one anymore. I think Georgia's ranked number one now. But good stuff from Texas. Showing Alabama. Showing a lot of weakness. Number two, you got Georgia beat Samford. Whatever. Number three, Ohio State beat Arkansas State. Whatever. Um, Who's number four right now? This isn't an order. This ESPN, fix your goddamn website. Who the shit is number four? Anyway, ESPN's dumb website. They may not have been playing this week. Whoever number four is. Number five, Clemson. They win. They get to keep their spot for a little bit. Furman. <laughs> the dumbest freaking schools. All right, we got, who's number six? Texas A&M, the first upset of the weekend. Texas A&M lose to Appalachian State, just like Michigan did back in the day. App State pulls a massive upset. Texas A&M had all this hype because Jimbo Fisher, national championship winning coach. They have um, the number one recruiting class for last year. Everyone thinks Texas A&M is going to be good. And they choke against App State. It's, I mean, if you choke against an SEC team, that's fine. You play in the SEC, it's tough. It's not an easy game every week. But don't lose to App State. This is They paid App State $1.5 million to come to College Station, Texas, and they lost 17-14. to 14. That is an embarrassing as shit if you're Texas A&M. Good stuff from App State. Shaking up the top 10 so USC can move on up there. Who else we got? Oklahoma. Beat Kent State 33-3, Oklahoma. I didn't realize their quarterback was lefty. It took me until week two of the of the season to realize that their, <laughs> their quarterback's a lefty. Oh, I just found number four. It's Michigan. Michigan beat Hawaii 56-10. to um, Who else we got? What number was I on? Math is hard. Number eight. Who's number eight? I wish ESPN put this in order. Notre Dame was number eight. First and foremost, fuck Notre Dame. USC fans hate Notre Dame. All my homies hate Notre Dame. Notre Dame loses to Marshall University. We are Marshall. Marshall University beats Notre Dame 26-21. Good. Get Notre Dame where they belong. Unranked. Fantastic stuff. Good job, Marshall. And that takes us to... Who's number nine? Oh, Baylor gets upset at number nine. Baylor goes out to BYU, loses 26 to 20 as well. BYU is so feisty, man. And I can say this as a USC fan because the past few years, BYU's beaten up USC. It's so weird, but BYU is a solid football team. And they play people really tough. So Baylor having issues up there is not a big surprise. BYU could sneak into the top 15 this week. Well, they already came with the rankings, but I won't bore you with the rankings yet. Then we have my beloved Trojans, USC, doing USC things. Pete Carroll, USC things, not not Clay Helton, Lane Kiffin, USC things. They were doing Pete Carroll, USC things. They jumped out to a big lead on Stanford. I believe it was 38 to, 
37, 38, 14, something like that. And then they kind of started coasting. 41, 28 was the final. Rankings came out today. USC is up to number seven. People are saying playoffs for USC. If they're going to look this good, if they're going to look as good as they're looking right now, they're a legitimate chance to make the playoff. Because, our, I mean, I talked about our schedule before. The only ranked teams on our schedule were Utah, who lost to... Who did Utah lose to? Florida. Utah lost to Florida last week, who was an unranked SEC team. And then you got Notre Dame, who has lost their first two games of the season, one to Ohio State, and then one to <laughs> Marshall. So, I mean, those two teams could be unranked if they lose another game or two coming forward. And USC could have no ranked games, which would be insane. But um, USC was good against Stanford, which is fun because Stanford always plays us tough. First quarter was a little close. Our defense is still not looking that great. Hopefully Alex Grinch figures it out on the defensive side of the ball. But offense is insane, man. Caleb Williams, for most of the game, I think through three quarters, he had four touchdown passes and only three incompletions. So Caleb Williams is looking good. Hasn't thrown an interception this year. Knock on wood. Um, Caleb Williams looking solid. USC's fun again, man. They're running the ball. They're passing the ball. Can't play defense worth a shit, but it's okay. When you can put up 60 points a game with Lincoln Riley, don't really need a defense until you start playing these SEC games. Number 11, Oklahoma State knocks off ASU. Number 12. ESPN really does this stupid. Why would you not have the order of ranks? Okay, well, I don't really care about anything else, but I want to talk about Tennessee Pitt. Um, Pitt falls short. Keaton Slovis gets hurt. Tennessee wins in overtime, 34-27. Um, tough weekend for, for Pitt and my buddy Willie. You guys will bounce back. The ACC sucks this year. It sucked last year. You guys won it. So um, you guys still got this. Clemson is not looking that good. You guys can beat Clemson. Get your starting quarterback back. That's going to be important. Um, that's all I got. Big, big football weekend. I'm like... I don't know. I want to say I'm on cloud line, cloud nine right now, but it sucks losing TJ. But when your college team has a big win over kind of a rival in Stanford, that's good. And then USC has a massive win over a, or um, Steelers have a massive win over the Cincinnati Bengals, who were just in the Super Bowl. That's a massive win. Life is good for now. Until next weekend. Stay tuned. I got my preview coming Friday for week two of the NFL, week three of college. Appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully, I cover the points tomorrow. But life is good. Love always. Remember, Iowa sucks.